Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good morning, this is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. I'm a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist in New York City, and I'm bringing to you all things health-related for women. Thank you for joining me at the corner today, and to continue the anti-inflammatory parade of information, today I'm going to speak about magnesium. And um, I've had a couple of patients recently with whom I have spoken about magnesium supplementation to help a variety of issues that had come up for them. Uh, one's insomnia and the other's constipation, so I thought since I've been speaking on anti-inflammatory foods, I would add magnesium, the supplement, and then speak about the foods. So and I have some notes to make sure I um, get the salient features of the information uh, transmitted to you. So magnesium is a really important element um, in our bodies. It's used, it's, um, I guess, important or uh, uh, integral in over 300 bodily functions and it's the um, fourth most abundant mineral in our body so it's very important um, it helps with or I guess it's um, uh, important in muscle activity nerve activity um, regulating our blood pressure and supporting our immune system and um, if uh, someone is deficient in magnesium there are a lot of subtle type of symptoms that can be present initially, and then they will slowly, as most um, deficiencies, slowly increase in their um, in the pronunciation of the symptoms. So the most common symptom will be muscle aches, muscle cramps, and weakness. I think most people have had uh, like a Charlie horse uh, here or there, and they have been told that's because they are deficient in magnesium or their electrolytes are low or they need to drink more fluid, more water. So magnesium commonly, if it's low, you will have muscle cramps, uh, fasciculation is what we call it medically, and uh, weakness. You can also have uh, moodiness, insomnia, uh, lethargy or just a decreased energy and also decreased appetite and apparently over 50% of Americans are deficient in magnesium. You can get it in a lot of the foods that I've spoken about which um, are anti-inflammatory foods you can get magnesium supplementation from those foods so the most common ones are beans such as black beans or edamame uh, nuts like almonds, cashews, um, macadamia nuts have a really high magnesium content. Avocados have a, a good magnesium content. Uh, let's see what else. Dark green leafy vegetables such as uh, kale or spinach and um, dark chocolate has magnesium in it. And let's see what else. Oh, fatty fish, of course. Salmon, halibut, mackerel. Those are all dietary sources of magnesium, some of the most common dietary sources of magnesium, and um, it has proven that magnesium is a really strong antioxidant, so anti-inflammatory. Uh, it helps, as the other anti-inflammatory agents do, it helps 
stabilize blood sugar, um, decrease insulin resistance, and its subsequent metabolic syndrome. As I already mentioned, it helps regulate blood pressure, but also decreases arterial um, atherosclerotic disease or coronary artery disease, so heart, um, cardiac problems, heart problems. Uh, what else does it help with? Um, oh yes, it helps um, thyroid function because it's um, part of the precursors to making thyroid hormones, and it also helps um, in um, hormonal, a lot of the hormonal functions such as estrogen. So it's uh, very crucial and integral for a lot of our bodily functions, as I mentioned, over 300 functions. And um, the recommended dosage for magnesium is between 310 and 330, no, 320 milligrams per day. Most supplements of magnesium will come in either 300 400 or 500 milligrams and that's because the different types of magnesium have different abilities or I guess different um, characteristics that, that your body can absorb it. So the most ironically the most common supplement is magnesium oxide and that is a very poorly uh, absorbed through the intestinal tract very poorly absorbed magnesium so magnesium oxide often comes as 500 milligrams but you're not getting 500 milligrams of magnesium supplementation and magnesium oxide is actually not one of the highly recommended uh, types of magnesium if you're taking it for magnesium supplementation it's also the magnesium that's in, um, say, milk of magnesia. So um, it's it's really helpful maybe for intestinal issues like constipation, gas bloating, but it's not really recommended for supplementation in the diet because you're not going to get much bang for your buck. Uh, one of the magnesium supplements, there's over 10 magnesium supplements. One of the most popular magnesium supplements that's really helpful is the magnesium glycinate. And the magnesium glycinate, uh, a lot of people who take that will take it in the evening. It usually comes in the 300 to 400 milligram supplements. And that one's really helpful if you have insomnia. It helps um, counteract insomnia. It also helps with mood uh, instability, depression, irritability and um, helps with stress so it has a calming effect on the body and it's very well absorbed through the intestinal tract so you get most of the supplementation that you're taking in the majority of it will get absorbed the second most popular and highly recommended supplement of magnesium is magnesium citrate now we use that in the hospitals often mag citrate in really high concentrated dosage uh, before procedures. So surgery if you want to clean out the bowels um, or if you're doing a colonoscopy, mag citrate used to be a little green bottle because it's really, it's really well absorbed but it also really helps um, uh, counteract, moves the bowels and increases, um, pulls fluid into the intestinal lumen or into the bowel, the gut itself to counteract constipation. It's much more gentle than say magnesium oxidate if you're taking it as uh, milk magnesia, but it does help counteract constipation. So if someone's taking max, um, magnesium citrate, I recommend that they take that in the morning. And um, I also tell people if they're taking the magnesium mainly to help decrease stress, that's better to take in the morning. Uh, you'll see the effects throughout the day, whereas if you're really taking it for 
insomnia, that's why it's best to take it in the evening because you get the uh, majority of the effects when you're trying to sleep. And they do have a combination. There is a combined magnesium glycinate citrate that one can take if they are um, trying to, if they have an intestinal issues with constipation, so they're trying to counteract the constipation and they want it for the calming effect, so it's helpful for both ways. Now, um, the majority of people will not overdose on magnesium, but you should be careful if you're trying to increase magnesium in your diet, you're taking a lot of these anti-inflammatories, then you don't wanna take uh, potentially a supplement on top of that if you're getting adequate levels in your diet. So if you're getting a lot of uh, good dietary sources of magnesium, you want to check with your primary care doctor, family doctor, general physician to check magnesium levels. And I guess lastly, um, people who are most commonly going to be deficient in magnesium are going to uh, be, because I said over 50% of Americans are deficient, they're going to be people with some chronic illnesses, so um, kidney disorders where they can't process the magnesium through the kidney filtration system, so kidney disorders. Uh, intestinal disorders such as inflammatory diseases such as Crohn's disease because they're not going to be able to absorb the magnesium well in their intestinal tract. Also, uh, people taking specific medications which can compromise either absorption, metabolism of magnesium. So um, most commonly would be someone with a reflux disorder or GERD. If you're taking the medications, we call those protein, um, sorry, proton pump inhibitors like Nexium or Prilosec. Um, they have a myriad of other generics for that because it's not going to allow, it's going to decrease the absorption of the magnesium also. Uh, um, and also uh, birth control pills, uh, women taking birth control pills, it can also decrease the absorption of the magnesium. People with um, diabetes or certain cancers will have decreased magnesium absorption and um, metabolism and parathyroid problems. So if you're in either of those categories then you'll definitely want to try to increase your dietary intake of magnesium but also speak with your primary care doctor about taking a supplement on top of that. And um, I lied, I said lastly, but I will add another thing because I just thought about it. Oftentimes when I'm in the room with the patients, if they have insomnia, a lot of them are taking melatonin. And I always recommend that instead of the melatonin, they take this magnesium glycinate before they go to bed to help with insomnia because that's a better choice for insomnia than taking melatonin. Uh, the sleep experts actually recommend that you don't take what we call exogenous melatonin, so you don't take supplemental melatonin because it will decrease the propensity uh, for your body to produce its own melatonin. So you want to produce your own source of melatonin, not let your body get lazy. So um, increasing bright sunshine in the morning and making sure you sleep in a really dark room and then taking that magnesium glycinate before you go to bed will be better options in the long run instead of taking melatonin. So I hope that's been helpful information on magnesium. It's a uh, pretty broad subject actually. And then just check the type of magnesium. If you take the supplement, make sure you check the type you're taking because magnesium oxide is, is the most common, but it's actually not a good 
it's not the best option for magnesium. It's better than nothing, but it's not really good. In fact, I would say it's better to try to just maybe eat a bunch of macadamia nuts and avocado to get your magnesium rather than taking mag oxide. Uh, so thank you for joining me at the corner today. Please make sure you click the like buttons, the subscribe buttons, the follow buttons, and if you have questions or suggestions for future presentations, please post those. Um, the Facebook is a popular, um, I guess, was it platform, <laughs> and I also have the YouTube channel, GYN Corner on the YouTube channel, and the platforms for podcasts. We're on all of the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, all of them. So just check out those other platforms. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. All things health related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.